Hi everyone, this week's guest is John Rose. John Rose is a recruitment partner and advisor over at Resourceful UK. Uh, John shares with us, one, his past as an ex-engineer, um, even tells us that he wasn't that good of an engineer, but that helps him source engineers. And John can be found kind of actively contributing across a variety of different recruiting blogs, podcasts, and videos. So hopefully you enjoy this episode and I look forward to hearing your comments. Thanks. Bye. So what I do is, is I'm, I'm using the new title and I think the new descriptor is everyone's fed up of recruiters or talent attraction specialist or talent acquisition. I'm in recruitment operations. It's okay. rec ops is what, what I do and look at what is a 360 degree recruiter in the past if you're in the agency world the third party world a 360 recruiter is someone who goes out finds business with companies brings the business in then goes through the sourcing the recruiting the checking the interviewing the the full process through to closure to to close out of the of the order from the from the company the client then goes out and does it all again that's a three a simplified 360 recruiter i hate doing that it's boring it's like going shopping to a supermarket going to walmart you know you know it's going to be the same stuff day in day out you're going to have the same objections the same hurdles and that's why there's a difference in, in, in what I do and what people in the professional end of the spectrum do over the average recruitment operations, recruitment, talent attraction individual does. Yeah, so my, you go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, my background, I've got a lot of years in the recruitment sphere both corporate, agency, RPO, and MSP. So I've done the, the full gambit. I think I think I worked, I'm at about 20, 24 or 25 years doing it. But I'm also an engineer, so I'm an anal rec ops person, which makes me really bad at times. Um, and looking at that side, but, but I've also got the business acumen to understand things of what it's about. You you studied aerospace engineering, is that correct? I did aerospace systems and production engineering. So so I, I learned uh, the reason why I don't like flying is because I'm not in control and I didn't service them and make sure they were right before they went flying. And uh, so, but but yeah, I used to I used to backseat on twin seaters, worked on transport, maritime, a, a wide variety of, of aircraft systems which gave me an understanding of holistic approach rather than a singularity approach mm -hmm. and i think that certainly stood me in good stead when someone said you do realize for the last two years you've been doing what everyone else calls recruitment and i went have i oh i was just building teams or deconstructing teams and building the right teams Putting the right people in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I've, I've noticed in a variety of these. <laughs> I've noticed in a variety of these interviews that hardly 
any of the recruiting field is technical. So it's it's awesome that you have some of that experience to share. And I think a lot of Generation Now recruitment people, talent acquisition people, they've gone through an educational process. Mm -hmm. They are technologically astute and aware and advanced, but experientially, they have limited exposure. Therefore, the, the value is one that you have to seriously consider and seriously look at if you're going to grow and build a team around them. So going off of that, what um, the, the next question I'll ask you is, what have you seen the best recruiting organizations do differently? God, there's such a variety. It, it, going from one or two person operations up to the people like GE, Lockheed Martin, uh, Siemens, um, Ford, you know, the, the big three automotive total. Each one has probably got good key aspects and attributes. You know, Mondelev uh, exactly is another example. So the, the, what they do right is where they they look at the process, look at what they've got to deliver, but don't restrict people on the delivery method. They empower people to to do things, to engage, to interact, and talk with people. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I haven't heard that before. Thank you for sharing that. No problem. What um, what are some tips and tricks that you can share? Um, a variety of or majority of the listeners that we have are younger recruiters that are trying to uh, improve their craft. Right, right, and that, and that is that is brilliant. I think the the, the biggest tip. I will give was, was and it was reinforced. There's, there's, a, there's a, a video that was on Facebook yesterday or the day before I saw it that's starting to go viral. And really, it's about the difference between talking to a person, either on a phone or in person, or te and texting. And and it was an, an a, a example of someone who was getting horrified that someone wanted to talk to them to find out information instead of exchanging texts or 140 character bytes of information. Because tangibles are transferable by text and electronics and digital. The non-tangible qualities for candidates, for people, for situations, for the environment, can only be done in communications, human to human, face to face, telephone to telephone uh, interactions. That should be the number one option of communicating with people. Time is yeah, money. So, mm -hmm. so if time is money, you don't have to be on the phone for hours talking to them. You can be on the phone talking and I usually, I usually guesstimate because of my experience that within 30 seconds or 45 seconds, I can tell in communicating with someone if this is the right opportunity or they are the right person for the opportunity simply by asking 
two or three key questions of, of what's, what's motivating what's going to motivate you in your next opportunity what's going to drive you yeah and some people say oh i just want a job okay then i know that if the company is not looking for someone who just wants a job they're not going to be right for that position and that opportunity so you can do a process of elimination just as quick as any yeah and, and, and i'm conscious of a, 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 yeah. a glance.ai and conscious of other ais and mls and looking at that side but you've got to learn you've got to go through things and you've got to develop things and, and sometimes you can do it quicker until the ai ml engine has been taught the difference between left and right top and bottom mm-hmm. right and wrong someone can say they're left-handed but if you don't ask them what do they do with the right hand if you never ask them that you would assume they're only always left-handed i'm left-handed but i can throw a ball and catch a ball in my right hand just as easy so i'm great for cricket great great, great for, for, for baseball great for um those activities that require someone to be ambidextrous but when I want to do in my engineering because I was left-handed there were some jobs I could do that right-handed people couldn't do because of the, the hand dominance mm-hmm. okay so then going off of that how what would you say um, maybe let's pretend that I'm a recent yeah. college graduate. I'm, I'm about to go into recruiting. What would you say yeah. someone that's a recent college graduate should look for when they go into recruiting? For doing that, you know, 15, 18 minutes, you get so much information, so much time, and you can do both audio as well as uh, visual audios. So, so there's lots of different ways. But you've got to start, you know, you've got to look at that. You've got to help people to be better than you. So that you can move on, because you will be better as a result of it. Yeah, that's uh, that's something I've seen a little bit of. It's like that awkward, like I need to make the people on my team better than me, so that I can spend my time other places. It's it's definitely interesting and something that um, some people have to wrestle wrestle with just a little bit. Because it's it, it's the it's the me what I call a meism. It's all about me, all about I. And they don't want others to see weaknesses because they're in, they think they're in competition. Mm-hmm. I, I surround myself, you know, and, and you'll hear this from others, and it's not because they told me to say it or I've heard them say it. I did it, you know. I, I, I was a mediocre engineer, but I built and had some of the best people around me on the, some of the jobs and projects I was working on. They were the best of the best. That made me look bloody good. But I was still only mediocre as an engineer. But I learned from them as well. You will learn from them as well as they will learn from you. Yeah, that's, I mean, I wish more people shared that opinion. That can be something that we both work on developing. Yeah. yeah. If, if you've yeah. got young recruiters and people who are, who are new, into the in, into the industry and find a local meetup group find a local um national organization i'm not going to say an association but you've got people like sourcecon 
you've got um, sources on these, you've got the, the ATAP, ATAP uh, which is the Social and Talent Attraction Professionals being built by probably a couple of the senior people that's well respected in the marketplace. Don't be afraid to go to those those events and when they have events or, or meetings or get together or gathering and go in there and walk in and say, I'm new, I'm here to be a sponge, throw as much at me as you can do. And if I melt and fall over and smoke comes out my ears, great, stop, pour water on me, let me have a drink and I'll start again. Yeah. yeah it's the only it. way you'll grow, grow and get better. Um, that's, I mean, that wraps up the majority of the questions I have. What other things do you want to share that you think would be valuable for people listening? Don't go for the shiny ob object syndrome of what's the latest, newest, bestest presence tool today to use to make my life easy. Pick up the phone. Tools are like aid to make your process smoother and efficient. The phone is what makes you better at being a recruiter by talking yeah, to people. I love it. I love it. It's awesome. Um, that's if any, that's anyone, everything I got. And if anyone wants to connect with me, wants to talk with me, wants to engage with me, just Google Resourceful John, or one word, and you'll find me. Somewhere where they're going to the company, organization, business will support their passion and feed their passion to be the very best recruiter they possibly can be. Okay. And then going off of that, what are some things that you would suggest new recruiters read, watch, listen? Um, how can they supplement their learning? I'll tell them what they mustn't do, which is just as valuable. They mustn't take a single mind track or approach. So simply reading in sales, there's certain sales gurus out there, and people will focus on what one person says as the sales approach and the sales mentality. A recruiter never must never do that. They must look at the whole picture. So I I follow some re, you know fistful of talent uh, as a blog. I follow what social talent says in in Ireland. Um, what uh, undercover recruiter says from London. What Will Thompson says from from Texas uh, in, in, in his blog posts. You know what what Matt Carney Charney will say from you know recruiting recruiting world recruiting life and recruiting daily group of companies. So I look at, I, I join groups on, on Facebook on, um, and they're looking at SourceCon and looking at the re recruiters online. And you listen and you watch and you pay attention to what others are saying and others are doing because you learn from it. And never be afraid to ask a question. Never be afraid to say, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. Can someone help me? And also be prepared for failure. If you've never been failed and told you suck, 
go out there and find someone who will tell you that and show you, but also find the person that will help you not to do it again. Yeah, so then going off of that, why do you think it's important for um, recruiters to be told that they suck or they have failed and then help them because improve? Because it's, it's a learning opportunity. The, okay. yeah. the, biggest, the biggest failing or the biggest trouble at the moment is people think they're doing things right because people aren't telling them they're doing it wrong or there are other ways of doing it. They think there's only one way to do it or I've been shown this way and that's that's the way I've been told it's got to be done. No, it doesn't. If someone says that's the only way, I call bullshit. And I say, no, it's not. There must be another way. I'm not saying there's a better way, but there must be another way of doing something. And it's, it's important to consider all the different ways. Yes. And that's what you do. And that's what you will do when you're then considering different individuals for for roles for positions you will look at someone and i i i don't assume everyone knows all 26 letters of the alphabet a to z or a to z i will i will presume it once i've questioned them and checked they understand what comes after d what comes before q so do a couple of verification, validation questions with them. Then once I know that, then we can move on. And that assumption and presumption is then verified and validated. Yeah, that's, that's quite, awesome. Quite often, quite often people don't, they look at a resume and say, he hasn't got PHP. He hasn't got, or she hasn't got, and apologies for not being sexist, the, the person hasn't got um, you know, this skill set, they don't mention it, therefore, they, they mustn't know it. Mm-hmm. That's a false assumption. Mm-hmm. But what happens if they've done accounting and they're doing it for compliance and standards, but they don't mention the standards or they don't mention whether it's uh, general accounting principles or SOCs? Do you assume that because they haven't mentioned it, they don't know about it and they haven't done it? A lot of recruiters, young recruiters, do because it's not documented. It can't be true. Brain a little bit and see what you can use in your craft and what uh, what overlaps. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and, and again, it, it's the new, the younger, the the existing recruiters. No matter how long they've been there, some of the older ones are the most miserable isolationist, me, 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 I, I, I people you will ever come across. I want to slap them the other side of stupid because they've got to support and encourage and grow the next generation, the next set of recruiters, recruitment leaders, talent acquisition, sources. Yeah, That's why I say I'm an old dog new trick. So I've actually just got an hour's conversation with couple of VC CEOs that were talking about building a, a sorting recruitment team and, and they, they were asking questions and they brought a young sourcer in who was the bee's knees, the dogs, whatever. And after three questions, I turned around and said, okay, so who's going to lead that person? 
who's going to be the mentor to help that person grow. And they said, well, we're going to put him in that position. I said, he's only just learned how to get out of the cot. And you now want him to run a marathon and bring a team along with, with him? Not ready yet. And it's that type of thing. So we've got to share and support and grow people. Don't assume you're going to be a senior person when you've only been out of university a year. Because you sure as hell aren't. What are what are some tips or tricks that you can share for someone that is looking to grow into that senior role and lead a team? They've got to go and look at what what are management practices, philosophies, approaches to developing team, developing relationships, motivating, mentoring, coaching individuals. Go to look at reading, getting online, you know, using, listening to podcasts from, from people who talk about different things. You know, TEDx talks are brilliant. For, you've got to find out whether it is true or not. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I hope uh, I'm sure that will provide a, a lot of insight into the listeners. Um, tell me a little bit about the roles that you fill. I, I, I focus and tend to stay within the technology sector. Now, I'm careful of saying technology. A lot of people say, I'm a, you deal with IT, John. And I go, yeah, that's in under technology. Mm-hmm. Do you know what IT is? And they go, well, yeah, yeah, I'm looking for a software developer. Then you're not after a technology. An IT yeah. person, you're after someone who's in technology, someone who's in engineering or in development because IT is a system that connects parts together. And we've, we've lost it, we've generalized it. So again, so I focus on technology. So I will look at you know, the various software, analytics, data, technical type of components, reliability, safety case, anything that, around that area. Accounting, in a way, is it? You can get accounting can be highly technical. If you're looking for someone who wants to do business intelligence analysis from an accounting perspective, that's got a technology component to it. Mm-hmm. So people tend to use me as a pick my brains, milk what they can, then run away and apply it and use it and engage it. And yeah, I, I hope that, that people do that. That's what they do. Yeah, it's nice to be able to talk to someone that's got a lot of a lot of experience and then pick their